Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 41. Today, I will be interviewing Hallie Sherman, certified speech-language pathologist, founder of Speech Time Fun, and author of the children's book, Ella Bella Just Can't Tell Ya. She's worked with children from preschool to high school in both schools and home-based agencies. She's currently working in a public school in New York. Um, and I just want to make sure that if you to check out her website, which is speechtimefun.com, and that will have links to all the things that we're going to be talking about today. And also her Teachers Pay Teachers store, which is called Speech Time Fun. So, Hallie, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited for you to talk about your books and your blog and your um, and your, your Teachers Pay Teachers store. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. I love, you know, I love your children's books. So that's the first thing that uh, I want to ask you about is just if you could tell me about your children's book, about what it's about, what inspired you to to write it. You could sure. start with that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I always, you know, as a speech language pathologist, I love utilizing books. I love reading books to my own children. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. And I always wanted to write a book. I was like, that's my dream. I want to write a book. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm going to do it one day. And when it, when something comes to me, I'm going to just do it. And of course, when I was like eight months pregnant with my second child, I, and of course I was up all hours of the night not sleeping, it just, I was like, my mind started wandering and I was playing around with like, Ella Bella, Ella Bella this, Ella Bella that. And Ella Bella just can't tell you. And it, I don't know how it came to me. It just did. I took out my phone and in the notes app on my phone, I started sketching out a book and I came up with the idea that I wanted something playful and fun and interactive so that Speech pathologists can use it in their therapy room. Teachers can use it in their classroom. Parents can use it at home. And it will just make reading and learning fun. Um, But it also can be utilized for children with word-finding difficulties, for working on vocabulary, working on WH questions. And basically, the book is about a character named Ella Bella, who has, has a lot to say, but she sometimes struggles to find the right words. So it, you and her mom tells her that when you can't think of the right words to describe it in your best way, in this way, your communicative partner can help you figure it out what you need. So she goes every single day. She goes to a different place that is like very child-friendly place like school, library, the ice cream shop, a uh, toy store, and she needs something and can't find the right words. So she describes it. And so, you know, whoever's reading the book can try to guess what she is um, thinking of. And then on the next page, the the other character, whether it's the the uh, teacher, the librarian, the person at the hardware store helps her find what she needs. So it's just fun, playful, interactive. Um, and I just wanted to find that it was just fun. And I wrote it. My daughter, my older daughter is named Ella and everyone calls her Ella Bella. So it was my way of you know, maybe I was just feeling bad that I was bringing another child, <laughs> having to split the time with her. Um, but it it came to me and I can't believe it came to life. It was one of those, you know, bucket list dreams. So. 
Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. But one of the things that I do want to say for any speech uh, speech language pathologists out there or parents of children using any sort of augmented communication, you know, when I'm working with children and adults, well, we're using a lot of descriptive um descriptive methods for finding words, because, you know, that's another way of using this book. That's definitely a way that I, you know, that I'm going to be using this book with um, the children that I see, because a lot of times they may not have that word in their talker. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we're always talking about is describing it. If we don't have the word, then go and describe it. Exactly. And so I just think it's also good. I mean, a lot of kids go through so many um, difficulties with word retrieval. I mean, even when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I had I had trouble with word retrieval. Um, and now as an adult, <laughs> of course, I'm forgetting words all the time. You know, we have um, a lot on our mind. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I, I think it's a good strategy, like across the board, because you know, kids could get very frustrated when they mm-hmm. can't find that specific word and, you know, they can't communicate it and they get frustrated. And I think it's one of the, you know, a very good strategy for parents to use to, you know, instead of putting pressure on children to retrieve that word, you know, mm-hmm. because it could feel like, oh my God, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember it just to kind of take a step back and just, you know, be able to describe it. Exactly. So, and so, and it's, and it's really fun and playful. There's this little speech bubble where you, you see Ella going like, oh, it's red, it's round, it's it's juicy. Oh, it's an apple. So, you know, you talk about the different categories, the colors. You can go, you know, if you are utilizing like the expanding expression tool, the EET, you can pair it with the book or it's just fun little ways to just um, show children that they're not alone for having those word finding difficulties. It's showing children that they're not alone if they have trouble with describing. So it's just a fun way to work on a whole bunch of variety of skills while incorporating a book because books are just amazing. So one of the things, one of the questions that I had, because I love the illustrations, Mm -hmm. is how did you find your illustrator? So I... That was one of the things that made this book almost not come to life because I was like, I don't know. I can't draw. Um, I had no idea what to do. I asked a lot of questions. I joined a lot of Facebook groups for authors and illustrators. I pitched a bunch of things. I still was not confident. I didn't want to like just hire a nobody. I ended up reaching out to a couple authors on Instagram and one of them suggested an agency that she utilizes often, um, Advocate Art. And then so I reached out to them on Instagram and then I messaged them and I basically said, this is my budget, which I made up because I had no idea what like a real true budget was. And I said, you know, I'm a speech pathologist. I'm trying to do this for speech pathologists. Help me bring this to life. And they, I told them, I told them my vision, what I want. I wanted something playful. I wanted the color purple incorporated. I wanted it done by this date and this price. I was like, I'm a nobody. <laughs> I'm not like a big time author or anything like that. So um, they paired they they paired me with a bunch of illustrators, and I looked at their portfolios and done. And I I picked one. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the great things um, about self publishing now is that you know we have an idea and we could bring it to life. And you know, there's so many. That's a great also thing about social media. Mm-hmm. is just like meeting so many different people. And, you know, the illustration is so key to the story. Oh, you know, because yeah. I think, you know, at least with the children's books I've written, like we have, I have a vision, mm-hmm. you know, of what, you know, what I'm imagining it looking like. Um, and, you know, every illustrator has their own style. And I think that, you know, what you were going for, I mean, the illustrations are just perfect. I mean, they're really, 
They're just very, very cute and colorful and engaging. Um, so the yeah, next I, basically, thing I, I basically took like, like uh, stick figure sketches. Like I envisioned, I wanted the speech bubble thing. I wanted purple. I sent them, I sent my illustrator a picture of my daughter, Ella. Um, so like, the picture that I sent her, my daughter would happen to be wearing a star necklace. So that's why she's wearing a star necklace in the book. Um, and oh, <laughs> like, so we were really trying to like mimic the her, of course, you know, the mother in the book does not look like me at all, but my daughter tells me that all the time, but she really brought to life my vision, which was, which was amazing. Cause I can't draw even a straight line. So. <laughs> well, that's why, you know what, that's, you know, that's why we hire illustrators, you know? Because exactly. they, they're able to, you know, that's what their expertise is, you know. So so for so for parents reading the book to their child, if they have a child with any sort of like word retrieval um, issues or any sort of like speech and language uh, delays or deficits, do you have any tips for parents when reading the book? Yeah, definitely. And give your child that wait time and have them try to guess the word, make it playful, maybe cover up the um, description that Ella Bella says and have them try to guess the description that Ella Bella might say or, you know, what have them have them try to guess what are some things Ella Bella might need in those locations. Okay, let's describe some. So she's at a library, what she might need. She might need a book, but she's reading a book already. So what else might she need? Okay, she might need a library card. She might need another book. She might need a bookmark, which is what she needed. Um, and have them practice describing all of those things and then make it a game. See if you can guess what Ella Bella was describing. And if they describe it the same way, be like, like, Try to compare the different descriptions and say which one is better, which one is worse, and it, just have fun with it. At the end um, of the book, there is even a blank coloring page um, that you can, um, you know, photocopy. I'm actually working on a companion pack that's going to be free on my uh, website. Hopefully, it should be live in March. I'm really hoping, um, and this way, it'll come with even, you know just principles of that worksheet and some other uh, carryover activities that I really want this to be a learning and fun and just incorporating a book and just, and bringing people together. So definitely, I definitely recommend um, having children just interact with the book with you and practice the various skills that you're working on. Yeah, I think it's also great for parents just to, you know, help kids understand that they're not alone, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're having, you know, problems thinking of a word. Definitely. Um, so I, I think that it could be another opportunity for kids to talk about, oh, well, Ella, um, you know, Ella, Ella also has trouble sometimes mm-hmm. finding, you know, finding the word. And this is what she does, because I think that's that's what I love about children's books. Um, and I think we both feel the same way because we both definitely, love children's books. Definitely. It's just definitely. a great way. You know, I mean, as a parent, I, I use children's books to um, to explain certain topics to my kids. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then as a therapist, I use it as well. I think, you know, in different ways, but I think one of the greatest things is like for kids to be able to identify with the character. Definitely. Um, and have someone to be like, Oh, okay, well they have, you know, they're struggling too a little bit. This is something that, that she's, that she's doing, um, to help. Not only is she struggling, but she's overcoming it. And I can too. Exactly. And there's so many different ways, I think, to kind of carry over those skills with, you know, describing. I remember I used to play a game with kids where we would, you know, pick something. We would like, you know, put something in a box and we would pick Mm -hmm. something. We would have to close our eyes and we'd have to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So it's another way to kind of challenge, challenge kids. Like, you know, when I'm using, um, when I'm using a talker, I'm going to a describing page and Mm -hmm. I'm having like those visuals over there for the kids. And I'm kind of, well, how would you describe this? Could you show me and, you know, modeling for them? Definitely. Um, Like even in the car playing I spy games, like I spy with my little eye and use those descriptive vocabulary and try to play those guessing games all the time and then keep practicing that skill. mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things I was really impressed with, um, well, I love your website um, and, you know, your blog. And I, I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about your Teachers Pay Teachers store because you have a ton of products there for, I think that's great for speech pathologists. It's great for parents um, and also other therapists as well. Like I could see occupational therapists using and teachers um, for sure using your lessons. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that, you know, when you started it and, you know, just the whole process. Sure. So eight years ago, um, that was when I first started. I was, if you're familiar with the job market in New York, you know that there was not a lot of speech jobs maybe eight, 10 years ago. Um, still is very, you know, slim jobs in the public schools. And I was determined to get in. So I was hopping leave replacement, a leave replacement and feeling a little down on myself. And then when I got to my current position, they, uh, which I was also a leave replacement at the time, there was nothing online for older students. And I was not feeling very confident in myself. I was having some behavioral issues with my students and I had to try out different things with them. And I kept looking online and there was nothing there. And that was like around the time when Pinterest started. And I started seeing things on Pinterest that were for teachers, but there was nothing for speech. So on my personal account, or I might have, I don't even remember which one, if I had an account yet, um, I started like pinning things that were teacher related things, but changing the captions like, oh, I can use this in speech X, Y, and Z. And I saw that my ideas were floating around Pinterest. Like, but it wasn't even my idea. It was someone's idea, but like my caption. And I'm like, huh, I'm onto something here. Like people are looking for speech ideas and it's not there. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what a blog was. I that I think I Googled and I found that with Google you can get a blog spot free blog. I designed it myself. It was hideous, but at the time, but I did it myself. I was like determined to basically do like an online journal of therapy ideas to help other speech pathologists that were in the same boat as me looking for something and it wasn't there. And then I started seeing my, and at the time I was anonymous on my blog and because I was still looking for a job and was afraid of being like Googleable. But then I started seeing my blog posts and ideas showing up on Pinterest. I'm like, huh, I, I think I'm onto something here. So I just kept on going and going. And then a couple months later, I found out about Teachers Pay Teachers. And I'm like, there's nothing on there for speech and then really nothing for alter speech students. It was just like maybe a handful of shops, handful of resources, nothing really that was something that I could even use. So I was like, if there's nothing that I can use, someone else has got to be in this position. So I opened a store. I posted my first product, which was cupcake cause and effect. It's no longer my store because it's really hideous. But at the time, people, there was nothing else out there. So people started purchasing it because they needed that kind of resource, something that was working on a higher level skill that was fun and playful. And they didn't want to always be buying from big companies, I'm not going to mention their names, but that are a lot more expensive and take up a lot more space. Um, So I just kept going from there. At that time, I didn't have children at home and it just really fueled my creativity and drive. And here I was feeling down to myself about my job position um, here at home. And I was like, let me keep going with this. So I kept pushing up products and I realized 
um, that my expertise was the older speech students, the quick therapy ideas, because once I started having kids, I didn't have time to doing all the cutting and laminating. And I really started finding my own with the activities for the older speech students that were quick and easy to prep, but still yet hands-on and interactive. And I really, truly started loving the idea of how can I break things down and make things like explicit for students where it might not be. So a lot of, like my activities, like um, main idea stories, it, it breaks it down so students can take notes right on the page. They know exactly what they're taking notes on. Then they're cutting and gluing to, to complete the graphic organizer. So they're not just writing it. So it's interactive and cut and glue, but still a worksheet and still easy to prep for a busy speech pathologist or a busy teacher. I've, I've had coworkers of mine. I know the teacher in my building is utilizing my like text evidence resource because it was, she's like, I needed something to, that would make things more explainable for a, a couple of her students. And she's like, this is perfect. This is something that teaches things in a different way. Um, it's not just a worksheet. It's not just a reading comprehension passage. It's something just a little bit different, a little bit more, yet not so thorough that it's overwhelming for you or the student. So that's really, I just kept on going and I really, I love it. It allows me to stay motivated when the job can get tough and, um, it's it's really become a fun little hobby yet, and then now like a side business. So it's it's really really cool. Yeah, I think it just fuels creative juices, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know what you were saying about older students, you know, I agree. I mean, there's just there's you know because you've been doing it so long, you know what the kids need. And I, I like your idea with um, you know cutting and gluing because things sometimes don't always have to be so flat. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, a piece of paper and a pen, you know, exactly. being able to kind of, you know, cut something out and it makes it more like, I think, multi-sensory, um, a little bit more hands-on. And, you know, I agree. There's just, cause there's a lot of stuff out there for, you know, early childhood, early elementary. Um, and one of the questions I get a lot, cause, you know, I work a lot with middle schoolers. I work with high schoolers. I work with adults is that, you know, a lot of people email me and they're like, I just, I need more resources for older students, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because, you know, in a school, you may just have such a different range of like different goals that people are working on and, you know, finding those materials and be hard because maybe they're good for one person, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not good for another. So, and I feel like sometimes the best materials are made by the people who are working with the kids, you know, exactly. because you could buy a material, you could buy, um, you could buy a game but it doesn't mean it's going to be able to be good for, for everybody. And so what I like about your story, it's just that it has like a ton of variety mm-hmm. to choose from. Um, so it's really, really impressive. I mean, Thank I'm you. always impressed with um, anybody who's creating so much, so much material in their teachers pay teacher store, because it's also timeless. You know, something mm-hmm. that was out five years ago doesn't mean that it still has the same worth. You know, because, you know, there's everyone's, you know, I I mean. It's not like we're utilizing specific curriculums that are outdated. Our goals are still the goals that we need. And I know a lot of my students, they might be 10, 12 years old, but they're reading at a first grade level and I'm not going to print out something for first grader. So I need something that's at their level, yet not too cute. So a lot of my resources use real pictures, um, just borders. There's not some cute graphics. Um, I try to make it so that a lot of fifth grade through high school can, or even older can utilize the resource. 
Yeah. I mean, I can't agree with that more as actually just speaking yesterday to a parent because working with, you know, working with an adult and, um, you know, just the fact that we need age appropriate materials mm-hmm. that just because someone's at, let's say a different reading level doesn't mean that they need to have babyish materials. No. And so I, I think that, you know, making it age appropriate, but also having, you know, their goal set and making it appropriate so they could attain it. So it's not too hard or too easy. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's really great. So one of the things I, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you is that there, you know, is there any future projects you're working on? Cause you know, I could certainly seeing Ella Bella as a series. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm sure I, you're do you want to make, I was thinking of making like seasonal Ella Bella ones, like Ella Bella, you know, build a snowman or something like that. I don't know. But everyone keeps telling me that I need to make one for my other daughter, Addison, because she's going to have like a complex when she gets older that there's no book about her. So my goal, my goal is eventually to write a book about her. Um, I don't know yet the angle. Um, I've played around with some things, but I haven't honestly sat down to really, I mean, I, and I'm not getting pregnant again, so that's not going to happen like in a, you know, 3 a.m., uh, inspiration. But um, I, I have uh, other things going on. I have um, I have my online professional development, Speech Time Fund PD for a speech language pathologist. I have also um, launch, depending on when this was live, I am launching also my own podcast, SLP Coffee Talk, which is going to be a little jolt of morning inspiration on a Monday morning for SLPs or anyone working with speech and language students. So check that out on iTunes. Um, If this is going live, that's going live on February 10th. So I'm really excited to just constantly being inspiring and sharing and helping SLPs be the best that they can be. That's great. And I think you're doing that with all of your, you know, your website and your blog and, you know, and your, so can you just talk a little bit about your professional development? Because um, I did check that on your website, but I was interested. And I was just curious to see, like, just to learn a little bit more about it. Sure. I always, um, I once I started this whole blog and teachers pay teachers thing. I started dabbling into professional development. I presented at the ASHA convention in Philadelphia in 2016, and that kind of just fueled my sense of wanting to get out there and give practical and relevant professional development that SLPs need. Often in the schools where thrown in like workshops for math and grading and things that are not appropriate. And then we have to find things that are relevant to us. And oftentimes it's just a lot of things in theory or we great, you know, in an ideal world, but it isn't really truly what we can utilize in our caseloads when we have caseloads that are crazy big and large and have other things going on. So I started doing workshops and webinars and traveling around the country to present at conferences. And I, and I wanted to be able to do more. So I, people kept saying, hey, is that recorded? Hey, is that recorded? I'm like, why don't I record it? So I started recording the various topics that I've been presenting on and putting them in as mini courses. So instead of you sitting for a one hour webinar, because who has time for that, you might have time to sit through a 10 minute video. And I have six of those to make in an hour. So you can easily get through the content. Um, It's quick and easy and it's practical ideas that you can actually use using the things you already have. So topics such as like low prep therapy ideas, literacy-based therapy, um, activities for mixed groups. um, I have uh, working on summarizing. I have working on inferencing with your older speech students, vocabulary for older speech students, life skills, social skills, keeping your older students motivated, 
Um, I'm currently about to release my next one, which is articulation carryover ideas. So it's just all topics relevant for school-based SLPs um, in in a format that is easy for them to view and and digest whenever they can. So it's going to be, right now there's 10 uh, courses on there. It's um, soon it'll be 11 and I'm um, hoping to at least have 14 of them on there by the summer. So it's really, it's not a membership. It's a one-time flat fee where you can get the 14 uh, CMH hours, the clinical maintenance hours. Each course comes with a certificate of completion. You get free uh, teachers pay teachers resources as a bonus. Um, I really just wanted to help inspire and motivate um, and show SLPs that uh, they can do hard things and and motivate their students and and get some fresh ideas because I know a lot of speech language pathologists are feeling stressed and burnt out and overwhelmed and not and just not need, having that guidance and support that they need. So um, that's why I wanted to do and and be there to support them. I also have a free. Uh, webinar, um, which is uh, how to plan with ease without burning yourself out, which you can check out at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. And you can find my courses at speechtimefund.com slash courses. So. Wow. So you're busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. That's why. Hence, like the coffee that. Talk. Hence the coffee talk. Uh, yeah. But that's, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's kind of, you know what? I, I think, you know, it's funny because I do connect with a lot of people that, you know, we all have these great, these these side projects going on, but I do think that it kind of keeps it, I don't know, it just keeps, it it keeps kind of keeps you going and and, and it's fun and it's exciting to kind of have all these new things out. And I love just one of the things I do want to say about your, you know, your courses is that I think it's also great for students because, you know, when I'm, uh, supervising students, I find a lot of them struggling just to find activities. Mm-hmm. And so I also think that your courses would be great for students as well to get ideas. Definitely. I, um, speech language assistants have joined my course um, because a lot of people are just going to teachers pay teachers buying something and not knowing why they should buy it, how they should utilize it, and how they can even adapt it to utilize it with multiple groups. And so my courses kind of gives them that framework of, you know, here's an idea and here's different ways you can use it. Um, it doesn't have to always be like I need, I'm working on summarizing, so I'm buying a summarizing product. You can use any resource, you just need to know the strategy to teach it. So that's kind of the angle, the direction that I went with my professional development. Yeah, I think that's really important too to say, because I think you brought up a really good point because, you know, it's, it's not just about purchasing the product and printing it out, but having kind of the ideas and how to modify, how to use in a group, how to use with all different sort of like levels uh, of where a person's at, maybe even different goals. Cause mm-hmm. that's like one of the things I explain to my students a lot is that you could have one activity, but you could work on like three or four different goals at the same time. Like you don't have to be changing activities all the time. You just have to angle it in a different way um, mm-hmm. to work on specific goals. So, I mean, I'm sure with a lot of your products, you know, you're, you know, let's say with the summarizing project, there's like other things you could do with like reading comprehension and vocabulary mm-hmm. and answering questions and, you know, inferencing and all this stuff. So, you know, I think that's your, you know, your videos and, and your classes probably could be really helpful for that to kind of just get people. I think it's all about thinking outside the box Definitely. and that's, you know, and that's, you know, your thing for sure, because, you know, 
to create products, you have to be able to sort of think outside the box and um, be creative and keep going with it. And it's, it's kind of endless. That's what the funnest thing about all of this is, is that, you know, everything that everybody creates is like so unique, you mm-hmm. know? Um, Everyone's different so, spin based on our experiences and needs. And um, I, I love it. And I teach that same thing to my grad students. I've been taking grad students for the past couple of years. And when even last semester, a student of mine said to me, like, am I allowed to use this again with another? I'm like, please do. Like, I'm encouraging it. Like, if you come here with 100 different lessons, I'm being very mad. <laughs> so exactly, exactly. Because I just I recently uh, made a puzzle that, that I finished. And what I was trying, I think I was, I was showing, I was showing another, another therapist and they're like, oh, well, it's only, you could, I guess you could only do it this way. And I was like, no, you could do it like 15 different ways. Let me show you. (laughs) So, you know, like you don't have to just do it this one way. You could use it in a group, you could do it this way. But you know, that I I think for me has to be written down and explained, you know, or Mm -hmm. even maybe in a video format. Um, but Anyway, Even just well, hearing thanks. hearing success stories of others inspires. We're, we're all busy. We're all stressed. We have so many things going on that sometimes we don't see another perspective. And it's nice. Uh, that's why I love the online community of SLPs and parents and uh, educators that we can all share ideas and success stories and failures and learn from each other. It, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I agree. I think we're a really good community. Mm-hmm. You know, Um so we do support each other and we kind of help each other. And actually I was having that conversation on my, my last podcast with, um, with two authors. And we're talking about just the fact that we're, you know, we're a community and we're here mm-hmm. to help each other, um, whether we're speech pathologists or, or authors, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever perspective we're coming from, whatever career we're coming from, um, and interest we're coming from is that, you know, it's, I, I think it's it's just great to be able to help each other, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm excited to you know promote your book because I think it's it's a wonderful book. You got wonderful uh, resources out there for you know for parents, for therapists, for teachers. Um, so is there anything that you want to add before we finish up? No, uh, thank you so much for having me. You can find my book on Amazon. Just type in Ella Bella. Just can't tell you. It'll show up. Um, and if and and stay tuned for a free uh, companion guide on my blog. Follow me on Instagram to get notified right away when that goes live. Um, and check me out on my new podcast. This will be Coffee Talk, and I I can't wait to. Keep the conversation going. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'll definitely be listening. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, take, take care. Thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. <laughs>